It's the Favorites Podcast presented by FanDuel. It's NFL playoff time, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. I love betting with FanDuel because their app is safe, secure, and easy to use, and because they're offering exclusive offers, boosts, and more all month long. And when I win with FanDuel, I get paid fast. Plus, FanDuel is now live in Ohio. So use promo code favorites and download the FanDuel app today to start making every moment more. Must be 21 or older and in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, Virginia, and Ohio. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. Visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York. 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia. Welcome to the Favorites, the podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. We are heading into conference championship weekend. The Bengals are visiting the Chiefs. The Niners are visiting the Eagles. Lines have been moving. There is crazy injury analysis to do and to consider. We're going to do it all. Me and my co-host, my BFF, my companion, my compadre. Professional better, Simon Hunter. Hello, Simon. Hello, Chad. How we doing, brother? Dude. I mean, we fucking crushed last week. Yeah. Good good we, week to be an under better. It we really did amazingly well. <laughs> I'm super proud of us. Um and this week is shaping up to be super, super interesting. Of course. Yeah. Um last week. Now I can't find anything that all of my notes. notes. I but can run I, through I, it. I think I, I think I can do it. I think um the foxhole bet, I believe, was the Bills minus four and a half. That's about our only loss. That was our only loss. Um, you were all over the Eagles, Simon says, was all over the Eagles. You, yeah, but that was I think that smart was move big, by them never touching the seven because I would have unloaded on that number. So but which, that ended up being our big balls, not our Simon says. Oh, Simon says, I told everyone to take the the under early on the Cowboys and the yes, 49ers. You did. Actually didn't work out. They went to 47 and then and then dropped back down. So it's all right. Um, yeah. We won it anyways. No, that was and, that was um, the easiest bet. And the exact decision was the under yeah. I had given it out at 51 and a half, and then it bumped up to 53. Also worked against us. Didn't matter. It didn't matter. Didn't matter. That was the line in the, the Chiefs Jags. I mean, look, that game. Let's just talk about that for a second. Um, like we got to unpack some of this. We yeah. also we also were pretty heavy on the Jags plus eight and a half, Jags plus nine and a half. <laughs> yeah. We bet it at fifty one and a half under. We bet it at fifty three uh, under, and like we threaded that fucking needle. And I gotta tell you, I knew they were gonna kick a field goal. Like that's the right move. I felt so confident they were going to cover that. I, I wasn't even that nervous about it. I mean, I'm like a lie. I was pretty nervous. Doug, Doug's a good man. Doug Peterson is a good man. But yes. 
it honestly played out perfectly in the sense of they got the third down completion that put him into field goal range, and it was fourth down and like fourth and eight, whatever it was. It was like, okay, the math literally says you're to kick a field goal. And even if you got, if even if you're pissed off like Doug clearly was, it's still clear enough in the set where okay, this is the right move. You you kick the three, then you go for the onsider. Um, simple fact of. Again, we we try to make it not as complicated. We'll talk about these other games, obviously, but just this game was the classic. Don't overthink it. Keep it simple, stupid. What did we talk all year? Anytime Mahomes was catching a large amount of points over a field goal, we talked. His numbers are bad. He does not cover these big spreads. So we took the big number. Andy Reid at home in the playoffs, we gave out the stat and in his career. When the spread was seven or larger, it's 69% to the under. Like, we're not rewriting the wheel here. We're simply betting where the value was and where the trends actually backed it. So um, we talk all the time. We don't always just blindly bet trends, but it's nice when they line up with your idea of the perfect situation. So that game, I know people are like, well, you got lucky. All these things played out. It literally played out the exact way we envisioned it. It just all the little bounces, even with Mahomes going out, it didn't matter. Their backup QB came and drive 98 yards to score a touchdown. It was just it's just a classic Vegas number. They just knew they had to move the number up because of teasers. We talked all the time. We were getting two free points. Number should have probably been seven, seven and a half. It closed almost at 10 at a lot of books. Like a lot of books was literally letting you buy the point to 10 for no real juice. So um, yeah, great, great read by us. Um, that that Saturday, just in general. Yeah, we're about to talk about the Eagles. Yeah, we'll get to the Eagles. Th- those... By the way, hold on. We're not talking about the Eagles yet. Yep. Because, do you have more you want to say on the Jags Chiefs? Because we got to unpack this a little bit more. Um, yeah, Jack, what I was just going to say was it's the perfect scenario if you're a fan of the show where we gave out the Jaguars at 150 to 1 and 200 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. We gave out the Chiefs at 11 to 1, 10 to 1. That's the dream scenario. Like people were asking me what I was doing with the money line. It's like nothing. I'm literally sitting on two huge futures um, just playing the Jags on the spread. So that's why I tweeted out the bit like saying no and then saying fuck on Twitter because it's like, well, there goes my Chiefs futures as soon as Mahomes got rolled up on where we talk all the time. It's the worst part of football. This is why I'm I'm all for protecting these QBs in every every way. Um, because you just want to see the best football and the best competition. And that's what Mahomes is. He's the best competition. Uh it's rewriting the rule book, reinventing the wheel. That's that's what we don't want to do. We don't need to. I have no idea what I'm saying. I blacked out. I know. You're listen, <laughs> listen. I'm here to help. Okay. Um, is that you guys texting? Is that where my phone's blowing up? There. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Re- uh, we're not trying to. <laughs> you can't get. You can't. <sighs> you can't get cliches by Matt Mitchell. He will be on you. Thank God like, he's here. Like a school marm correcting your grammar. Okay. <laughs> Like you can all these chat GPTs, artificial <laughs> intelligence, Grammarly, they're all brilliant. Yeah. At the end of the day, Matt Mitchell, he can do it all. Just that, for the entire world. He can I've help. never never proclaimed I'm the sharpest knife in the drawer. There you go. There you go, buddy. Um <laughs> that Jack's game, that that 98-yard drive was so frustrating. That killed me. It was playing out perfectly for us. Like yeah. as a Jags team, that's your moment to seal the deal. Yes. That is your moment to define yourself as the dominant team in that game. You let a guy who's played 18 snaps, none <laughs> meaningful, come off the bench Crazy. for 98 yards. 
Like longest drive in Chiefs postseason history. A 10 point lead. Come <laughs> on, man. You don't deserve to win that game after that. No. And uh Jags, it's so simple. They already know what they gotta do. Just draft defense. That's all you gotta do now. You got the offense, you got the weapons. Maybe you throw an old lineman in there every now and then, but to, to me, it's Doug Peterson had to go to sleep with a smile on his face. I mean, this is the dream right yeah. now. They got they got the offense. They just need the defense. Yeah. Uh, no, it was great. It was great. Uh, that Eagles game, uh, shout out to Brandon Anderson, who uh, had commented in analysis during the week on Action Network, take the Eagles alt line minus 20 and a half at plus 350. <laughs> And it became something that a lot of people at action ended up playing. Um, and that was super fun too, because Simon, kudos to you. Kudos to you. And kudos to me. <laughs> but mostly kudos to you, because we recorded the pod last week, Tuesday, in our new studio in the office. Yeah. Uh, you kept leaning on the Eagles and you're you're sneaky because you know a lot of shit. And... <laughs> You kept leaning on the Eagles and you kept talking about Jalen Hurts. And I've listened to you often enough to know there are certain things when you're saying them, you can't say them out loud, but you're saying enough to let people know, don't be an idiot, do what I'm saying. Yeah. And I mentioned it on the podcast, like, oh, I hear it. I'm reading between <laughs> the lines. You fucking nailed that game. Yeah, I think that's yeah. the tough part of the Tuesday show where it's like I I want to come in really hard, but I also know how big our show is. And if I tell everyone the Eagles are going to be my biggest bet of the week, I'm never going to see that seven. Didn't matter. We never saw the seven anyway. I So that was one of those by the time Thursday came around, I was just like, we got we just got to bite the bully. You just got to take the seven and a half because that was – not your classic overreaction game, but it really was of like the Eagles hadn't played well in a month. And, you know, the Giants, you can't get any more smoke up their ass. I mean, people are literally talking about Brian Dable as the coach of the year, a man that came third in his division. It was a weird time we were living in. And it was like, I can't be the asshole being like, you want the guy who won third in his division to be coach of the year? It's like, I completely understand. He turned around the Giants franchise, but turn him around to what? Get blown the hell out in the divisional round? It was just... Your classic during the season overreaction. I mean, even if you look at his last 10 games, shit, he's got a tie in there. So I think he was three, six, and one in his last 10. So crazy season. I mean, he literally got every ounce he could out of Daniel Jones. Like that why we're going to talk about the Bills coming up. This is a simple reason why I thought last year was the best Bills team we're going to get. Like his coaching, you see how incredible it is. Like that what he got out of that Giants team was incredible. And you saw it come crashing down in that Eagles game where we talk all the time. I got that Bills one dead wrong because I was overvaluing a defensive and offensive line too much. This Eagles one is what I dream of. It's like you're getting the best O-line and the best D-line in a huge mismatch. And we talk all the time. Like, I give people my secrets all the time. That's stuff I look for. If there's huge mismatch on both the defensive and offensive line, you slam those numbers. You you just throw out the rest of it. The rest is just noise and bullshit. You slam that stuff when there's a big mismatch. What do you see in the Eagles? that Eagles game? 150 yards before contact to the running backs. Huge deal. What do you see on the defensive line? They were all over Daniel Jones. By the end of the first quarter, the kid was shook because he was just getting laid out every time he dropped back. So um, 
pissed I didn't bet more. Pissed I never got to the seven, but yeah, loved loved that side. And it felt good where, you know, a lot of noise from the fans just about me being an Eagles fan. I tell people all the time, I literally don't care. Like I bet a number, it's irrelevant that I'm a fan. Um, one of those where as a fan, it made me more timid because I was like with them in the sense of maybe I am undervaluing this Giants team. And I think everyone can agree, just like in that Bills game, you knew within the first quarter which side was going to win and cover that game. So um felt felt good. I didn't get sucked in because a lot of pros, they fucking love the Giants. And I let them talk me off one game last week, but luckily it wasn't the Eagles one because the, the Giants betting from the pros is real. Like that, there was a large amount of big bets coming in on the Giants. So um big split game and once again, it's it's the playoffs. Guys are just split on both sides. Yeah, they talked us off the Niners. And that pissed me off. I, I, you know what? I was watching that game, and I, I don't feel badly about the side that we played. I mean, obviously, I feel badly because we didn't win. But, but the Pollard I, going out, like, as soon as Pollard went out, we both kind of, like, anyone that bet the Cowboys kind of knew you were fucked. Yeah, you knew you were fucked. And, like, I just sort of, I, I believe that, Pollard stays in and the Cowboys probably cover. win that game or just or at, at least, least cover. cover right. Yeah. It's just a different game. So I didn't feel, I didn't feel badly about that. Um, we also, as you, as you mentioned, uh, we loved the Cowboys under um, and yeah. that was never that was a sweat. Easiest better, easiest better than e- that. Like, damn, <laughs> you've taught me, you know, a lot of, a lot of smart things on this podcast, but one thing that I did this weekend to an extreme more than I've done in the past. When I liked a number and I wasn't getting the best of it earlier in the week and it moved against us, I just kept betting it. Right. Jags. And, I, and kept I tell you all the time, long-term, yeah. like, I tell you all the time, the long-term, that's how you build a nice bankroll where you just have to keep, because it's not always going to work out. We're not always going to thread the needle on that Jags game. Chad could have easily gone 0 for 4, um, but that's why you trust the numbers. You keep back and the number when it moves against you. Yep. All right. So, um, you know, this weekend we'll do well, our not, best. What I was gonna say, we got. I, I know you gave Matt Mitchell your word. You wouldn't talk about the Bills. Um, I did not give no said word. I would not talk about the Bills. The Bills fans gotta fucking eat it. They gotta eat it bad too. Oh where, God! Holy shit! Did we hear so much all summer about this team being bet? Everyone's betting. Even pros are betting them. In what fucking world were that should they have been the most bet team to win the Super Bowl? A team that not only Josh Allen's never been to a Super Bowl, this franchise never won never won one, uh, at least in my lifetime. Uh, I don't know about Matt Mitchell's lifetime. Never. But Nobody's it, lifetime. I'm it's a joke, but it's just it's a lesson for everyone listening to this show where I don't hate the Bills at all. I like the Bills. I'm a fan of the Bills. Who doesn't want a team that's never won a Super Bowl to win one? My whole argument against them all summer was they had zero value. They literally was a public perception team of, well, they were just literally nine seconds away from being in the AFC championship game if that thing didn't go in the homes. So that's why they're the odds-on favorite to win the Super Bowl going into last season. It was bizarre world. So I I talked about going to the playoffs. The only two teams that could really fuck me if they win it this year will be the Bills and the 49ers. The Bills are gone. No surprise, though. Like, I, I literally backed them this week. I was going to fade them no matter what going into Kansas City uh, just because Josh is 0-2 against Mahomes. So, for me, if you're a Bills fan, the silver lining is that elbow issue has to be something. Like, I know they played it off all season. You can just look at the numbers ever since he banged up that elbow. Josh just wasn't the same quarterback. Accuracy, everything was different. Um, 
the big question now, if you're a Bills fan, is what do you do at the the, the head coach position? Um, we've seen the 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 whole league shift, so uh, I, I don't know what they're going to do with the Bills because they're kind of stuck now. Like they got this team that's built for indoors, and they're an outdoor team. Um, it's going to be really interesting. Where I I do think last year was their best best team they're going to have. So um, painful, obviously, for Bills fans. But you have Josh Allen, so it's like you're getting no fucking pity from me. I don't think any fan, especially Chad sitting here with the Bears, they haven't had a Josh Allen in his life. So um, no no pity from any fan base, but just uh, one of those, if they open as, again, the favorite to win the Super Bowl, untouchable. Now, if you give me them 15 to 1, 14 to 1, me and Chad will love the Bills next year. So that's just how it is. Like, that was all season people were like, you're so down the Bills. It was never about that. It's simply a value bet business. Um, I just want – People understand that where it's like it's literally nothing personal. I just talked all summer. The, the Chiefs should have been the one seed. They end up being the one seed. The Bills were a great team. I never thought they should have been the odds on Super Bowl favorite. Uh, Matt Mitchell didn't feel that way either. He slacked us. It's a la last thing I want to say about looking back because I want us to get to these two games. They're really interesting. I think that the contrast and Matt Mitchell can weigh in on this uh through Slack or verbally. I know the people on AMP can't hear him. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I think these teams are a reflection of their quarterbacks. And the Bengals are an infinitely calm, cocky, without, with reason to be confident team. Yeah. And I think the Bills are a bit whiny and dramatic. <laughs> you know, I, I know people like, are giving Diggs shit though, but I I get it as a competitor. I love Diggs. Yeah, like like I thought his response is great. You want me to be happy with losing? Exactly. No, I don't. I'm really thinking about Josh Allen, who seems to be like he plays in peaks and valleys. Right when things are going great, he's great. Yeah, he's unstoppable. But, but when things are not going well. He's very reactive. He gets whiny. He gets frustrated. He's looking at refs like yeah. it's just it. You can see, and so I'm curious to see. They don't seem to have a real. The Bengals have developed a personality, right? They they are a team that is that will whether it's Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, they'll punch you in the fucking mouth, right? And I don't get that sense from the Bills. No, nah, could couldn't um, have been more wrong on that game. When he, I think he started nine for nine, Burrow. It was yeah, like it was right, terrible. Yeah, we're cooked. I mean, the yeah. the dude, he's a fucking killer. Like I didn't want to talk too much about him because we're about to talk about them the next two episodes at nauseum. But yeah, Joe Burrow is a certified killer. Well, let's talk about it. So the Chiefs are playing the 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 Bengals, and um, you know, this is the second game on on Sunday, AFC title game. Yep. The game opened at Bengals plus three, and it opened at 52 and a half. I bet it at Bengals plus three, 51 and a half. The 52 and a half, I think, was available maybe for 35 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know if you got it at 52 and a half, but this line has been just now it's two and a half for the Bengals, I think. And yep. the line is, at, and the total's at 47. I mean, obviously, it's all around Patrick Mahomes, but fuck, what an interesting matchup here. Yeah, two and a half. Kansas City is now a two and a half point favorite. I mean, two and a half point underdog. So, yeah, that's we joke all the time, but those are 
fireable lines that they hung up there. Like people that hung those lines. I don't want to make like this is something we'll talk in the offseason about where the lines come from. But this kind of shows you that all lines are created equally. A lot of these books, when they try to go off on their own and make their own lines, they get, I mean, destroyed. So classic couple books opened just to get feelers. So that's why like I wanted to go off the early lines just because I couldn't even get that much money down. Um, we already talked about it. to me. The biggest thing was they they hung a one and a half all of Monday on Cincy. And I tweeted out, um, maybe it was Sunday night, that a lot of the early big money was just coming in heavy on Cincy. So just to let people know where I was at in the sense of if you had a future on the Chiefs, um, you got them at 10 or 11 to 1, it's an easy spot to take a position on Cincinnati. So I already talked to Chad about this. Say I had 50K, me and my group, on the Chiefs at 10 to 1. That's the chance of winning $500,000. Obviously, we'd be an idiot not to put at least 150, 200K on Cincy at a money line or plus one and a half, whatever we, whatever we wanted to do, just in the sense that Mahomes had a serious injury. Like we saw how different that game was once he had that injury and how he just wasn't running or moving outside the pocket. Now, do I think it's worth five or six points? No, but I think it's moved this much. I think Chad already alluded to it a little bit of – the early money has just been so heavy Bengals and nothing's touched chiefs like pros like me are just going to wait, like give, give us plus three and then we'll come back on the other side. But the books put themselves in a horrible position. They opened a line that was bad that I think every Joe Schmo in the world teased the chiefs. I mean, not chiefs, the Bengals up to seven and a half. Maybe they teased the 49ers with them or the Eagles with them. And now they'll do the other side with the chiefs. They'll just tease the chiefs up to seven and a half, eight and a half now and do stuff like that so um i don't know what the book was thinking chad this is a, an interesting line so early bet me and chad would have been all over since in the under i still like the under um still would take a position but obviously we wish it was still at 47 that's such a key number it's at 46 and a half right now so not ideal um but this is one of those where we'll really have a pick for it on thursday like right now me and chad if you want to make a bet with us we're betting the under like already on the under I would only throw a little bit, though, just in hopes that maybe it does get back up to 47. Maybe some report will come out. Mahomes looks unfazed in practice. Whatever BS they're going to be throwing out there all week, um, the Chiefs media, whoever's going to be doing stuff. So it's I don't want to come in here and be like, oh, me, Chad, already got the best of number. No bet this week. It's just we're, we'll never be that show. So to me, we'll have more something official, but I think people already can tell, like, we, we want to take the Chiefs. We want to take the Chiefs up plus three at home. We want to have the public all over this Cincy team. Um, this is a, a good spot to be in. Mahomes with no one on him, that's a nice position to be in. And if you look at the historical data, and I know it's 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 not a big sample, but it's just what the playoffs have been these last couple of years. Um, it's just not – I'm not saying it's not smart to take the dog on the road in the playoffs, but we've seen in these games it's – Three and it's 27%. So if you're taking the favorite on the road, you're hitting a 27% clip uh, in these playoffs. So um, I don't know. It's like looking at this number now, I'm trying to find us the best number, Chad. It keeps moving up and down. So that's what I'm saying. So the last 10 postseasons, it's a small sample, but it's real. The favorites have gone three, eight, and two on the road. So we already have trends backing us to want to take Mahomes, and we already knew we kind of wanted to do it. So, um, it's one of those, if you want Cincy, I would grab it now because I do think it will get to the three, which is a key number. But 
I'm having a hard time with this one this week, Chad, because we already talked about Joe. Joe is a damn killer. Like, the way I feel about Mahomes, I feel about Burrow. It's just, even if Mahomes has the lead, I'm just never going to feel comfortable. I'm never going to count out Burrow. So, um, between the two matchups, obviously, this is the best quarterback matchup, Mahomes and Burrow. They're, I mean, it's hard to say Allen's still number one or two when Burrow just beat him in his own home park. But um, Burrow is just... He breaks all the rules, man. Like, he's cost me a decent penny. Like, we joked about it in the Action app. We had bet them. That was our most winning team for both of us. Um, I'm I'm, I'm slowly going to start giving it back here because I hate that I'm, I hate that I'm even fading Joe. So, that's what I mean. Like, I'll probably be on the Chiefs. But if you're asking me what my biggest bet in this game will most likely be, it's going to be the under with Chad. Yeah. Uh, I do want to ask you, right now, the only book that's offering below two Cincinnati minus one and a half, uh, Kansas City plus one and a half, FanDuel. Every other book is at uh, two and a half. So, so, that, so listeners of this show should terrify you. FanDuel is the most public book. It's the biggest book in America. So they're, <laughs> they of all the books we talked about getting slammed with Bengals money, they have the biggest percentage, bar none, of every sports book. So... Fuck, man. That would actually terrify me if I was on the Bengals side. That's really interesting. They're only ones left under two. And we talk all the time. That is such a key number. So, shit, Chad. If we, if we come in here Thursday and it's still at that one and a half, everyone that's listened to the show, that should be setting off alarms in your head because that that is a funky, funky number. That they're Just the fact they've hit two. To me, this number should be two at every book at this point. So, um, that's interesting. FanDuel is still one and a half. Yep, one and a half. It's moving, though. It Literally, the juice on it. It should. Just a second ago moved. It might be because people are listening to this show. Yeah. Be Which again, if you want to grab Cincy, I mean, that's, that's, that's the book you want to go to right now. Cause that's, that's why they're still under two. Yeah. It's fascinating to me. Also, look, we were lucky enough to bet the Bengals plus three to bet the under 51 and a half. Like, again, I got it for such a penny. I'm not even going to count it. Like my, my bigger bet was you talked about the under I hit it 50, 49, 48, 47, still take it at 46 and a half. Well, at some point, let's say I only bet it at the 51 and a half and I didn't bet it at the 50, 49, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I don't even see it. Like, to me, I'm not looking at it the way you are. Yeah. I'm like everybody else. Uh, I saw it at 51 and a half. I bet it. No joke. I think by the time I got back into the Action Network app, <laughs> it was at 47. Yeah. Like, that's, what happened, that's what happened with the Eagles line, too. Which it we'll skipped. Talk about. It skipped all yeah, these other moving. numbers. So at what point do we start to think, oh, maybe we bet the over and we try to middle this thing? Um, It all depends, your betting style. Like, if you want to do that and throw a really small amount, you could do it. Or you could do the Ravel. The Ravel move is you just wait until you do it live and you do it way too much. Where Darren will Dude, bet it like we 10 cannot, times. We cannot give credible <laughs> betting advice on this show by naming something after Darren Ravel. Jesus just, Christ. Fuck. Oh my God. <laughs> like it's just very Darren Ravel. He like will he'll, he'll bet a good number and then I'll see him go live and bet like 10, 10 overs live where it's like, oh yeah, dude, why don't you just keep your under? You already won. Now you're chasing these overs. So I don't know. It's it's tough to make a choice on those. You're trying to hit these medals where the 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 true middle play, I mean, obviously um it's the easiest bet ever is if you're like chatting and you got Cincy plus three. For one unit, you throw 0 0.2, 0 0.2, 0 0.3 units on the uh, uh, the Chiefs once I get the plus three. I mean, yeah, a six-point middle. For. Yeah, 
that's insane. Now, when you're talking about totals, I don't want people to do it because I had people ask me about that with that um, Chiefs and Jaguars game. They were like, well, I already got the under – or, sorry, um, the uh, – uh, what the hell was it? Not – it might have been that Bucks game. It was Bucks cowboys So, I think the Bucks cowboys opened. It might have been 47. It went all the way down to 44 and a half. Um, people are asking if they should play that middle. I said, I just wouldn't do it because the books are so sharp at this time of year. They know exactly what they're doing. When they hold a position on a line, usually that means it's sharp money coming on the other side. I'm almost positive that Bucks cowboys game landed on that number, like landed on 44. Well, we know it landed at 45. 45. So it must have been 45. We were with Matt Mitchell, who had the under 45 and a half and nearly lost his mind. (laughs) So that's why I don't want to be telling people to screw around with those because the books are so smart, but they've clearly made a mistake here with this Cincy number. So yes, if you got the plus three, you almost have to play a little, a small amount on the Chiefs side once it comes back to their way. It's just too much value not to in a game that easily could have a blowout. I mean, we've seen these playoffs compared to last year. We've had a bunch of blowouts this year. We didn't really have that last year. That's kind of the way it is in the playoffs. Like these teams are so good, like we saw with Cincy. Once they get rolling, or like the Eagles last week, you can't really stop it. It's just they're, these teams are too good to let these teams back in. So um, to me, I'd go very small on planning to play in middle here. If you got the best of a number, I would just enjoy it. Like unless you're a big, big better, what are you chasing? Like you already got a great number. Just sit back and enjoy the game, especially if you have futures. Um, I do wonder – so we're talking about this game to two and a half in a lot of places, hoping it gets to three. If we do want to play the middle, be a six point, you know, difference there. Uh, tomorrow is such a key day. It's Tuesday, and by the way, reminder: you want to get this podcast at five thirty in the afternoon instead of eleven thirty. It comes out in the vol in the the volume feed, the herd feed at eleven thirty. Comes out in the favorite feed if you subscribe to the favorites. 5.30 in the afternoon. Subscribe directly to the favorites. Um, is Mahomes will practice tomorrow or he won't. That will have a massive impact, I think, on the line. Give you my Simon guarantee. Mahomes doesn't play this week. I will retire. Chad will have a new host for the Super Bowl. Uh, that's my guarantee. I don't know. I just can't see it happening. I mean, people are asking about Henny, what I would make this number so fucking hard because i know the public's going to drive it up so it's like all right say i do make a four and a half five it's going to be seven just because the public's going to bet it up to that number i mean they're going to overreact so hard if it is henny um especially the the way the way the numbers move now i cannot see it another can't see it not moving another four points at this point uh, if it is henny so um it, i'll never understand the movement of this line but it makes more sense in the sense of the pros are aligned with the public and they like the Bengals. They like them in this spot. They think this is a good matchup for them, especially when you have a hobbled Mahomes. So, um, dude, it, I agree. I, I think Mahomes is a hundred percent going to play. Yeah, I'm just saying tomorrow, if he practices, doesn't practice, how he looks is going to have an impact on the line. If you're looking to play the middle, if you're looking to get the best of the number, if you worry that it's going to get to three or not get to three tomorrow, if he practices, it might go back down to two. Right. If he doesn't practice, it could go up to three. So that's all I'm saying. I'm probably going to wait. I'm going to be patient. I'm going to wait and like either I'm going to get it at three and play the full middle or I'm not going to do it at all. I'm not going to feel antsy about playing two and a half to get a middle. 
Yeah, and we'll, again, that's that's probably right. Like we probably will see movement just because of the, the the public's view of Mahomes right now. But I don't know, Chad. It just feels like it's only going to be pros on the Chiefs. I mean, the Bengals were so dominant against that Bills team, and the Bills were the darling. I mean, we saw. Yeah, we we liked the Bills, but you saw some people loved the Bills. Yeah, like that line steamed up last week. So those people are guaranteed to be being on the Bengals, and now you're taking in. All the unknown. People do not like betting the unknown. And that's what the Chiefs really are right now. So um, the the scary part to me is someone that wants to back the Chiefs is there's zero resistance. Like no pro money has come in. They're, they've literally let this number cross a bunch of key numbers. Two and a half is a key number. So um, Chad could be right. Could see this number drop if Mahomes does show up and he's running and looking good in practice. But it's also one of those where it's like, I don't think me and you are going to be shocked at all if we come here Thursday and this number's three. It just, it just feels like that's where it's headed at this point. Um, all right. So if you can get the one and a half on the Bengals right now, you take it. If, yeah. uh, you're feeling antsy, wait, see if you can get the chiefs at plus three later in the week. Uh, still take the under at 46 and a half. I'm feeling less convinced about that. I think than you are, um, well, does it make you feel better knowing in Joe Burrow's entire career in the playoffs, she's never scored more than 28 points. Yep. It's the defense that's really been this this unit that's really shown them these last two years. So look, and and by the way, the Bengals defense gave up the sixth fewest points per play in the NFL this year. The Bengals defense was top five in red zone touchdown percentage this year. We've said it many times in this podcast. When we started riding the Bengals, it wasn't because of Joe Burrow. It's because DJ Reader came back. Yeah, and he has been dominant in every game that he's played. So did it tickle your belly there a little bit? Makes you feel a little better. Yeah, that's true. That's true. (laughs) That's true. If you've been watching the NFL playoffs from the sidelines, there's still time to get in the game with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. New customers bet this Sunday's conference championship games with $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up with promo code FAVORITES. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. This weekend, I like the Eagles Niners over. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in bonus bets. Win or lose with promo code FAVORITES. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older and in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text 
Hope NY in New York. Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming, or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. All right, on to the Eagles and the 49ers. Finally. Um, game opened about pick, but that was available for maybe less than 10 seconds. Yep. Really settled at two. Now it's a two and a half. Totals at 45 and a half, although it started ticking up today. I bet Eagles minus two. I bet uh, over 45 and a half. Um, Give me your take. I will respond. Oh, Chad, what do I do here? There's so many ways to go. Um, Do I want to be the obnoxious asshole Eagles fan? I've been trying to. Be who you are. I've been trying so hard not to be, though, all season, because I know people already hate us as a fan base. We are the worst. I know we are. Um, yeah. Did it feel good beating the shit out of a divisional opponent? Yeah, Chad. Don't get much better than beating the shit out of the Giants at home, especially where I live in the tri-state area. Family members, good friends, they're all Giants fans. And I heard all week that Daniel Jones had more playoff wins than Jalen Hurts. So, Thank God they're tied now for playoff wins because I don't know if I would have made it this offseason, Chad, as an Eagles fan. It would have been a long offseason. The Eagles lost at home to the Giants. So um, looking at this matchup, it's not that it's bizarre that pros are coming in on the 49ers, but I felt like they could have just waited. Like if they just would have just waited a little longer. We saw a couple books touch the three. We would have got threes and threes and halves on the 49ers. and mean, you would be living in heaven because most people, like you just said, most people got the Eagles at either a pick or their money line really early and then get into a three. And this matchup would have been epic. Like this number should be three. I make it three and I might be overrating Purdy now at this point. Like I might have over adjusted um, where I might be biting, looking like an idiot come next week where I should have just went all in on the Eagles. Uh I don't know. There's something about this kid, man. Like I always talk all the time, not that humans have superpowers, but we do have unexplainable things. And there's some people that are just lucky and fucking Brock Purdy is lucky, dude. Like watching that game as a Cowboys backer, how many times are Cowboys guys going to be hitting the chest or have a ball fall in their lap and they don't catch it. So um, this kid's been extremely lucky, but the biggest, the biggest thing to me in this matchup is this, this rookie is now going on the road. I've seen him only play two road games. One was against Arizona and their backup. And the other was against the Raiders and their backup. And surprisingly, both those teams actually played played well against this 49ers team. And we're not going to talk in Nazim about it, but I'm definitely going to bring up a lot of trends that favor the Eagles. The biggest one is a rookie in the in a championship game, Chad. Have you heard any of these stats about these rookies in this championship game? Okay. I have not. So we've had four. Since 1990. This is from my good friend, Evan Abrams. So they are 1-3 ATS. 0-4 straight up. In 2009, we had Mark Sanchez. Lovely, lovely Mark Sanchez. He actually had the best game of all these rookies. He had two touchdowns, one interception. They were plus 7.5, the Jets. They lost 30-17. to <laughs> Next up, Joe Flacco in 2008. He had zero touchdowns, three interceptions. He was plus 6. They lost 23-14. 2004, Ben Roethlisberger. He actually had a pretty good game. Two touchdowns, three interceptions. They were plus three. Pretty close, right? No, they lost 41 to 27. And Sean King, our lone coverer, Sean King, 
he covered Chad because he was plus 14. He had zero touchdowns, two interceptions. His team won 11 to six. So what you're taking away from here is- No, his team lost 11 to six. Yes, 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 sorry. Lost 11 to six, but covered the 14. So if you just go through those numbers, there's a reason Brock Purdy looked like shit last week, right? The competition steps up and he's a rook. So look, looking at this, as it's shaping out, oh, I'm sorry. Yes, Brock Purdy did win in Seattle in that Thursday night game. I must have missed that when I was looking through. Um, just looking through it, it's if you're backing them, if you are going to back the 49ers, you sure as hell better be on this under because that's your only chance. Your only chance, let me read these numbers out, is all four of these quarterbacks had really good defenses. That's exactly what got those young quarterbacks to the championship game. I, I hate this matchup for the 49ers. I get what they're I get what they're saying is like, okay, we can stop the run, all these other things. And all the hate, the Eagles haven't played anyone, even though the NFC East had the most wins, I believe, ever in football for a division. But yeah, Eagles haven't played anyone. Uh it's one of these things where I get the love for the pros on this 49ers team. He's been very profitable to them. Back in Purdy, they're cashing big checks off of it. It's just like the uh Joe Burrow thing. Like a lot of these pros have been back in Burrow all season. They've been making good money off it. It's the same thing here of, I get it. I get the Purdy love. It's way too much, way too much love at this point. Like, this kid has been incredibly lucky. Now, the big pause is they played terrible, and they still dominated Dak and that def- uh, that offense last week. But I feel like we talked about it. Like, without Pollard, if Pollard was still in that game, it wouldn't have been as terrible for that Cowboys offense. Like, once they had to turn to Zeke, the run game was gone, and there's no one in your fear of catching the ball in the backfield. That's how you attack this 49ers team. We already talked about it. That's how the Chiefs dominated this team and put up over 40 points against this 49ers team. So my early bet, I love the over, and I love the Eagles. I still like the Eagles, and it's one of those where I'm, I'm not going to go so hard telling people to take it here because I'm hoping pros come in and bet this back down to two. Like, again, two and a half is a key number. You'd be shocked, but it really is. So I have no doubt I love the Eagles here. Um it's going to be a surprise to no one. I'm probably going to be all over them for the Super Bowl as well, just because there's no there's no defenses like our defense in the AFC other than Baltimore. Baltimore is basically the best D-line I could think of in the AFC comparable to the Eagles D-line, which, if you didn't know, they set the all-time record for first defense that four guys have over 10 sacks. So um, if you can get a futures on the Eagles line, if you can get that three, three and a half right now for them against any AFC team, I would take that line. I still, I think the Eagles are going to be undervalued um, heading into the Super Bowl. The, the love is right now for Joe Burrow, and if Mahomes can pull up that offset upset, that's where everyone's going to be betting. So this Eagles team will just be undervalued. It, but the shocking part is that this isn't staying at three. So that's my big pause, Chad. Where I might be too close to it. I might be discrediting Purdy too much here. But I've just seen it time and time again. History repeats itself. A rookie going through a championship game, it's too big. And now you're putting this kid in Philly, one of the most hostile environments in football. Man, I just I just don't see it working out for them. So um, it, it's one of those where the line makes me nervous because it's so tempting at two and a half. It feels like too much of a gift. But we already talk about it all the time. Two is such a key number. I will not be shocked if somehow this game lands on the two. I can't think of a stadium on the West Coast. I guess Seattle at its best. where. As a fan, I would be worried about the environment in the same way I would be worried about playing in Philly or playing no, in Chicago. I would say the old, uh, the old Raiders stadium with the baseball field in yeah, it. Yeah, playing in <laughs> Oakland. That, yeah, that would have been, been 
something. You know, we talked about this on Green Dot Daily this morning. You said your favorite, you, you loved the over in this game. Yeah. And I did too. And I couldn't put my finger on it. It was just one of those things where I looked at the number. It felt really low. Eagles are an incredible offense. The 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 trend is to play the under. And I could not figure out why why do I like this over? I need like break it down. Why do I like this over? You just told me a lot about the Niners and Purdy. Uh look, why is it over the play here? Yeah, why do I like it so much? Two different reasons, but the biggest one would just be I think both defenses right now are not peak overrated, but it doesn't get more higher than this, where people are just terrified now of this Eagles defense. They're like, well, Pritter's gonna have no time. He's gonna be getting dumped the whole time. Where it's like, this is what Shanahan lives for. Like him scheming up against this Eagles defense, he's going to find our weaknesses. And I promise you, if I can spot a couple weaknesses, he can spot them way better than me. So to me, the Eagles do have weaknesses on defenses that the Giants could not exploit. 49ers offense can. Like they have one of the best tight ends in football. That's something the Eagles struggle against is big, strong tight ends. Our linebackers are smaller. They're like they, if each throws it up in the air to Kittle, that's going to be a free first down every play for them. Another thing we struggle with is running backs catching the ball in the backfield. Not only do they have McCaffrey, if he's banged up, I really don't think that's a big deal to them because they have Debo. Like Debo, he's like the sports car they've just had in the garage all season. Like they don't, they've never needed to really take it out because it's like we got McCaffrey, we need a running back to do something, and then we got Ayuk on the outside now. They make our wide receiver plays. So to me, the over is to play mainly though, Chad, because of the value. Like, this number should be 47. It's 45 and a half. Like, the public, I'm looking at the action app right now. They're all over this under. All the money is yeah. pouring in on the under. It's weird. Guess what? The books just moved to the 46, brother. So, it, I think the pros are in line with us. And, yes, these defenses are good. Incredibly beatable. It's schemed up right. Both defenses have major holes. I know for a fact Shiana can copy exactly the West Coast system that McDaniel ran with the Raiders. And we saw how dominant – the Raiders were able to move the ball against this uh, 49ers defense. Same thing with Andy Reid's offense. It's literally a spread it out West Coast system. Eagles run the exact same thing. That's why, if you noticed, our tight ends get involved a lot. It's the same thing as Kelsey's getting involved in the, the Kansas City system. It's one of those offenses that's really based around you spread everything out. And that's what we're going to do against this 49ers team where arguably the best defensive player in football, well, two defensive players, I guess. You could say Nick Bosa is, obviously. But Fred Warner, to me, is... He's everything I love. Like, he is so incredibly smart, hits so hard, and can play coverage. Like, that play he had in that game, running down the middle, getting in front of CeeDee Lamb was just fucking crazy, dude. There's, like, two linebackers in football probably that can keep up with a guy like CeeDee Lamb running a 4-3. So, um, I just have so much respect for this 49ers team. It's tough to pick him, like, pick and talk shit about him, but I got to do it, and that's the, that's the defensive weakness. Like, you spread them out. Teams can beat them. They have not played an offense like the Eagles. Eagles are, I don't want to say historically the best run team ever, but you can look at the data. There's no there's no teams in history that have had more 150-yard rushing games, 150 yards before contact rushing games than the Eagles in NFL history. Like, Kelsey, all pro, we all know is Hall of Famer. Lane Johnson didn't give up a single pressure last game with a torn groin. Like, it's just... It's crazy how good this offensive line is. So we talked about it last week. Nick Bosa is incredible. Did you see his name pop up much in that Cowboys game, Chad? Because you can scheme it. So 
I, I get the love for it, but the, that's the difference to me is the Eagles have four Nick Bosa, not four Nick Bosa, but four guys that can get pressure on the O-line. You know, the, the, the 49ers probably have two really good pass rushers. So uh, I love the fact that both defenses' strengths can be schemed out by both these offenses. So that's just to me why I kind of want to be in the over here where I know the public's going to be so heavy on this under. It sucks it's already at 46, Chad. I was hoping we'd get down to 45, 44. Yeah. Just the pros aren't going to let it. They're going to be on this over. So um, the the public, if you're just simply trying to fade the public this week, it's honestly a pretty boring, easy week for you. Literally just back the Chiefs, you back the 49ers, you back the uh, over in that Cincy game, and you back the under in this game. It's, I mean, the over in this game. So um, we don't obviously bet that way, but it's it's no surprise we're looking at these numbers right on Tuesday. I think the books, their needs are going to stay the exact same. I think exactly what we're saying right now, the public's already kind of made their stance. We know exactly what they're going to do the rest of the week here. So uh, the only thing that might change is what Chad touched on. Mahomes comes out to practice. He's running, looking good. Uh, this that, that Chiefs number could come back down and the over could go back up. But everything else, like this Eagles 49ers game, only only crazy movement I could see is this number come down to two, one and a half, or going up to three and a half. That, that'd be it. Uh, if we were to do a foxhole, Simon, foxhole, Simon says exact decision in big balls right now. I feel like <laughs> I don't think we're prepared to do that right now, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, gun to my head, I could, but I wouldn't want to do that. No, I, I think we got to wait. Um, yeah, there's two games. We got to milk it a little bit. Yeah. Got to milk it a little bit. I think people um, know where we're at though. Like our early leans, like the biggest thing we were flipping flopping on is, we don't know what we want to do. We like Cincy going to this matchup, but the value shift into the Chiefs. So it, here's it's what tough. I would say: I do think the spirit of Simon Says is better number before it's gone. I think Simon Says bet the over in Eagles and um, Niners. That's fair. If you get the forty-five and a half, yep. Uh, I'll double check. I think. We'll see what FanDuel has. I think it's mostly at 46, to be honest. Goddamn green dot daily. Seriously, right? Um, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, damn. FanDuel is already up to 46 and a half. I was gonna say there's some places that are 46 and a half. I mean, we move lines. That's what we do. <laughs> I don't have to tell you. Like I wish we were lying, but uh, honest to God, we're talking about these things. It used to be we could talk about these things and I could wait until after the show to bet them. Fortunately, I'd bet everything early today, but you can't even do that anymore. Yeah. And obviously, you know what? Screw that's it. not ideal. It's up to 46 and a half. I'm not um, even, I'm, I'm not even, you know what? We're waiting. Yeah. Scrap we'll, that. We'll, let's wait until Thursday. We'll go, we'll know more information. Things will be settling a little bit more with two games. There's too much attention being paid to them. You need, you 100%. need more time. Um, so I guess that's it for now. I mean, we'll be back on Thursday and we'll know more information about Mahomes and some of these lines will be settling a little bit more. I mean, during our show, since he moved up to two and a half on FanDuel. Really? Yeah, that's crazy. Guess who's listening? <laughs> Big money. Guess who's listening? That's amazing. Yeah. All right. Sons of uh, bitches. This has been The Favorites. From the Volume Podcast Network, I am Chad Millman. He is Simon Hunter. Our producer is Matt Mitchell. Uh, we will be back on Thursday. We will give out our foxhole. We will give out our Simon Says. We will give out our exec decision. We will give out our big balls. We need to get some, some settling done here. 
Download us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe, leave us five stars, say whatever you want. Until next time, love you. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.